Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Today is Easter Sunday, and so obviously the story of Christ's suffering in Gethsemane and subsequent crucifixion and the wonderful news of his resurrection has been on my mind all week long and, um, of course, today. And, but I think the, the, the message and implication of this holiday, <clears throat> excuse me, is one that should be contemplated and celebrated more than just once a year, of course. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm no different than anyone else. Um, so it's easy to get back into your quote unquote normal life. But the thought that I had, uh, today I thought was worth sharing any day of the week. And I wanted to start by sharing a poem that my sister had shared with me. And I apologize. Uh, there was no author listed. Um, so I don't know who wrote it and I would be more than happy to give credit where credit is due, but I did not write it. I wish I could say that I did, but I did not. But it definitely touched me personally, and I thought there might be someone out there that would be touched by the, the message of this poem as well. It is entitled Holes. I had been in that hole for a very long time, in the dark and the damp, in the cold and the slime. The shaft was above me. I could see it quite clear. But there's no way I could ever reach it from here. Nor could I remember the world way up there, so I lost all my hope and gave in to despair. I knew nothing but darkness, the floor and the walls. Then off in the distance, I heard someone call. Get up! Get ready! There's nothing the matter. Take rocks and old sticks and build up a fine ladder. This had never occurred to me, had not crossed my mind but I started to stack all the stones I could find. When I ran out of stones, then old sticks were my goal. For one way or another, I'd get out of that hole. So I soon had a ladder that was sturdy and tall, and I thought, I'll soon leave this place, once and for all. I climbed up my ladder. It was no easy chore, for from lifting those boulders, my shoulders were sore. I climbed up on that ladder but soon had to stop, for my ladder stopped short, some ten feet from the top. I climbed back down my ladder and started to cry. I'd done all I could do. I gave my best try. In spite of my work in this hole, I must die. And all I could do was sit and think, why? Was my ladder too short? or my hole much too deep? Then from way upon high came a voice, Do not weep. And then faith, hope, and love 
entered into my chest as the voice said to me that I'd done my best. He said, You've worked very hard, and your labor's been rough, but the ladder you've built is at last tall enough. Do not despair. You have reason to hope. Just climb up your ladder. I'll throw down my rope. I climbed up the ladder, then climbed up the cord. When I got to the top, there stood the Lord. I couldn't be happier. My struggle was done. I blinked in the brightness that came from the sun. I fell to the ground. His feet did I kiss. I cried, what can I do to repay thee for this? Then he looked all about him. There were holes in the ground. They had people inside and were seen all around. There were thousands of holes that were damp, dark, and deep. Then the Lord turned to me, and he said, Feed my sheep. Then he went on his way to help other lost souls, and I got right to work, calling down to the holes, Get up! Get ready! There's nothing the matter. Take rocks and old sticks and build up a fine ladder. It now was my turn to spread the good word, the most glorious message that man ever heard, that there's one who is willing to save one and all, and we've got to be ready when he gives the call. He'll pull us out of the hole that we're in and save all our souls from death and from sin. So do not lose faith. There is reason to hope. Just build up your ladder. He'll throw down his rope. The reason why that poem struck me personally was because during a particularly trying trial (laughs) in my life, I would frequently use the metaphor that I was down in a hole that I couldn't get out of, a hole that maybe I had built, or excuse me, maybe I had dug for myself, maybe others had helped dig it for me. And I just could not get out of it. And it was lonely. And despair is an excellent word for how it felt. The period of time that I'm referring to is after my divorce from my first husband, I the divorce actually didn't take very long, and that was probably, at the time it seemed like a good thing, but I think I just was a little too eager to um, get it over with, so I agreed to things I, I in haste. And um, that's another podcast, um, but another podcast episode. Um, But the battle that ensued for multiple years after the divorce was finalized um, regarding my children was excruciating 
just something I, I wouldn't wish on anyone, not even my worst enemy. And, uh, so like I said, that I definitely felt like I was in a hole. Um, I wanted to share for me, for my experience being a mother and why, why it was so excruciating for me was because my children's father and his family were, had turned me into their enemy and were attempting to alienate my children from me. And like I said, that's, I could go on for many episodes regarding that. Um, but it was, it was a daily struggle. It was a hourly struggle. I, there's a lot, there's a lot that went into my, um, feelings of, um, guilt and feeling like, you know, perhaps I deserved what was being done to me. Um, but the suffering that my, uh, children were experiencing, um, was far worse, far, far worse. And, uh, and I remember, um, early on in the experience, in the trial, because it is essentially over now, um, but early on in the trial, uh, that's why I can even talk about this at all without completely sobbing. <laughs> um, I remember, I remember being told you know, different things along the way, the Lord would tell me different things, um, through priesthood blessings or through answers to prayers, you know, and just praying for counsel and, and being told certain things. And, and so there was multiple things that I was told that I, you know, maybe I'd forget. I just would be so bogged down and I would be thinking my life is, in shambles and I just couldn't see past my grief and see the the good and um even if I, I wanted to it was it was quite difficult at times and I remember <clears throat> I remember singing and sitting in church one Sunday and singing what has become probably my favorite hymn that might change because I love many hymns and um, I am a musician and so you know I just love all music essentially but but the reason why this church hymn meant so much to me was because of the impact that it had on me in that moment that I was singing it and and paying attention to the lyrics the hymn is called Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. <clears throat> and the lyrics, so there was two specific verses. And and so when I say I, I was feeling like the Lord was not keeping his promises to me, and I was feeling like I was being um, punished unfairly, there was just a lot of feelings that I was having that were just 
me not not being in the right um, headspace at the time. And um, the second verse says, Praise to the Lord over all things he gloriously reigneth. Born as on eagle wings, safely his saints he sustaineth. Hast thou not seen how all thou needest hath been granted in what he ordaineth? And so that stopped me in my tracks, essentially, and um, and I and I couldn't help but have flooded into my mind all the ways that the Lord had already answered my prayers and was working on the other answers that I was um, seeking. Excuse me. And then the third verse says, Praise to the Lord who doth prosper thy way and defend thee. Surely his goodness and mercy shall ever attend thee. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do, who with his love doth befriend thee. I definitely at that time needed defense. I thought it was defense from people who had made me their enemy, but more than that, it was in defense of the adversary who was using, essentially using these people to um, to bring about some kind of <clears throat> perceived need for justice against me. But I knew that the Lord was telling me that he was defending me. Any quote-unquote wins that they were having were small potatoes compared to the ultimate war, essentially, that I knew that the Lord would win, would help me to win. Um, and just realizing realizing that excuse me if if this omniscient omni everything all powerful creator and loving heavenly father of me my my spirit and also those of those that had were essentially treating me as their enemy. If he's saying that he's on my side and he's going to bring something about, who am I to doubt that? Couldn't he do anything? I can testify to you with everything that is in me, with all of the power I can through this microphone, that he moved mountains 
He moved mountains for me. And he can move mountains for you. There's nothing he can't do. And when he makes a promise to you, it is not like what we think of when we think of empty promises. Hey, it'd be nice if I could do this. I'll do my best. No. No, that is not. That is not the way it works with our Lord. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do. He can do anything. And he has befriended you. All you have to do is accept it. Accept it and embrace it. I know that... There was, at some point in my journey in this particular trial where I saw the light. I, I saw the top of the hole. I, I, I knew that the Lord had helped me to climb out of it. And what I love about this poem is that it it references not only how the Lord helps you to get out of your respective hole, but how others help you, earthly angels, those in your life supporting you, and the unseen angels. You're never alone. Never. And I knew... As I was approaching the end of this trial, that there would be a time and a place where I would have the opportunity to shout down in someone's deep, dark hole and announce to them to get up and build your ladder. Climb toward the Lord. Reach for his rope. He's right there. He's just waiting for you. Waiting for you to ask for it. And reach for it. <clears throat> Excuse me, one thing I love about... I don't know how the hymn books are at um, other churches, but at least at my church, the hymn books have at the bottom of each hymn scripture references that are that correlate with that hymn. And with the hymn Praise to the Almighty, there are two scripture references. Uh, I'm just going to read to you one of them. It is from the Bible, Psalm 23. It reads, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, 
for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Part of why this poem entitled Holes stood out, uh, came to my mind uh, today was the correlation between the empty tomb and my empty pit. I'm going to call it a pit because a hole seems too nice. It was a pit. A pit of despair. And to me, it's no different than a tomb. Like it even says in, in the poem, I, the author says I figured I was doomed to die, essentially, in, in this hole. And yet, when we recognize that the tomb, Christ's tomb, is empty, was empty, is empty, and what that means, not only eternally, but literally figured, not figured, excuse me, literally here on earth in our, in our physical reality, what that means for us and that that directly attributes to my speaking personally, my empty pit because his tomb is empty. So is my pit. I will never go back down into that pit and he will never go back into that tomb. Both will stay empty because of him. If you are no longer in your pit, find a way to share your message, share your testimony, share your experience, call down into someone else's pit and celebrate and glorify the goodness and grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when they get out of it. If you are currently in a pit. I am asking you to build your ladder. It may take day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute prayer. To battle whatever it is that you are battling 
but I testify to you that I know you can do it. I am not that special. If I could get out of my pit, so can you. And it starts by simply asking. Wherever you are in this moment, wherever you are, however you are listening, just ask. Just ask him. Ask him to help you. I bear you this witness in the sacred and holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He loves you. Your Father in Heaven loves you. Your Mother in Heaven loves you. And you have many other people in your life, seen and unseen, that love you and will rally around you. Just ask for